scripture reading this morning will be taken from uh, Hebrews chapter 6, verses 13 through 19. Hebrews 6, 13 through 19. For when God made a promise to Abraham, since he had no greater by whom to swear, he swore by himself, saying, Surely I will bless you and multiply you. And thus Abraham, having patiently waited, obtained the promise. For people swear by something greater than themselves, and in all their disputes an oath is final for confirmation. So when God desired to show more convincingly to the heirs of the promise the unchangeable character of his purpose, he guaranteed it with an oath, so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain. Now abideth faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13. What have you hoped for today? I've already had a couple express the hope to me that I didn't preach long today. Uh, Probably several others of you have had that same hope. Uh, Maybe you're hoping that it doesn't rain this afternoon because you have some kind of activities planned. I suppose the group that went to Atlanta uh, as they were traveling down hoped that uh, their team would win the game. And so it is that we use this word in this fashion quite often. I overheard a conversation, Just I just heard the first of it. Someone said over here close to me a while ago, I hope I didn't catch what they said after that. But it's a frequent way for us using the word hope, isn't it? But it isn't the hope that we're talking about today. In fact, the hope that we've just mentioned uh, is usually one that is expressed with doubt when we say it. But the hope that we're talking about is something much better and much greater than that. The Hebrew writer said in Hebrews, the 6th chapter and verse 19, it was read there as a part of the reading a moment ago that Hope is an anchor for the soul. An anchor for the soul. When we think about an anchor today, uh, what do we think about? We generally think about a boat and using an anchor uh, to hold the boat in place in a flowing stream. Or maybe to hold it in place uh, in a, a slight breeze or even in a storm. We need an anchor to hold the boat where we want it to stay. And so it is that we need an anchor today to hold us spiritually where we're supposed to be. And the Hebrew writer said that hope is that anchor. Hope is that that will hold us on the track that we're supposed to be going and following. 
We just had a reading from, again, the book of Hebrews. Uh, And it expressed to us something about hope. Something about helping us understand what hope really is. We talk about the word. And uh, unlike some of the other words that we talk about, we have a difficult time identifying really the definition or, 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 or the meaning of hope. But here in this passage that was just read in our hearing a moment ago, uh, he tells us some things that help us to understand what the real meaning of hope is. Notice when he said that when God made the promise to Abraham, since there was no greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received the promise. Abraham had hope. What was that hope? The hope that God would keep the promise, and God did keep the promise. He goes on down in that ver- those verses there, and he, he talks about how that we swear by someone greater than ourselves. Uh, and the oath concern- confirms what what we have said. But then he goes farther and he says that that God also has sworn by an oath. And God also has assumed the position of one that cannot lie. And so therefore, when we look carefully at the meaning of that, we conclude that what he's really telling us That whatever God says in His Word, whatever promise He makes to us, He will ultimately keep that promise. Whatever God says, you can depend on. And so we draw the conclusion from this that hope, hope is confidence in God's promises. Confident that he will keep those promises in the end. That he will be faithful to do those things that he has told us that he will do. And we need that kind of assurance in life, don't we? For the devil is he's going to try to move us off course. He's going to try to bring into our lives maybe at times gentle breezes that move us around. But He's also going to bring into our lives terrible storms that shake us even to the core. And so we need hope today. We need the understanding and we need the assurance that God is going to do what He has promised us that He will do. That He will keep every promise that's made to us. We don't have to look at God's promises as we look at those things that I spoke about a moment ago. We don't have to hope that God will keep His promise in the way we sometimes use the word. We can be assured of the fact that God is going to keep His promises. God cannot lie. God cannot lie. Look at with me, if you will, in, in John the 14th chapter. 
And this passage is one that we've heard and that we've talked about many times. But look at what he said. John 14, beginning in verse 1. Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you. And if I come and prepare, if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come and receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. Look carefully at the promise that he made there. Look what he said to us. Jesus said, I'm going away. I'm going away for the purpose of preparing a place for you. And as surely as I go away, I'm going to come again. And I'm going to receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. What is he promising? He's promising us a home in heaven one day. He's promising us that he'll come back and take us to that place that he's prepared for us. We need that kind of hope, don't we? That hope is reassured as we look farther into the scriptures over in the writings of 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, and and in verse 16. Notice what he said there in that passage. He said, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we also who are alive and left will will be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord what's he saying same thing that said over in the book of John saying that the Lord's going to come back one day he's going to come back one day to take me home to be with him forever caught up with the Lord in the clouds and so shall we ever be with the Lord now I recognize that This is the ultimate promise that God has made to us. And this is the ultimate hope that we have as we live the Christian life today. That one day God is going to come back and God is going to take us home to live with Him forever in heaven. Do you understand the meaning of that? Do you appreciate the significance of what He's done for us? A great hope, a great assurance that God will take us home one day. But not only do we need this hope of eternal life that God has promised through His Word, but you know one of the great privileges that we have is hope in this life. God has made many promises to us in our our walk with Him. Uh, that he keeps while we live day by day. I want to I want to go back over into the Old Testament for a moment, and I want to look some at the life of Job. In Job, the seventh chapter and verse sixteen, he said, "My days are swifter than the weaver's shovel, and they come to an end without hope." Well, that passage really seems a little bit contradictory, doesn't it? That is to the hope that we're talking about. How much do you know about the life of Job? Well, I don't have time to read all of the things that we could read about him today, but if if you look at Job, the first chapter, and look at verse 1, it tells us some things about, uh, about Job. 
Uh, it tells, and I don't think I have this on, on the slide there, but it tells us that Job was a, was a great man. He, he was a man who, uh, who feared God and shunned evil. Uh, he was a man of great wealth. He had thousands and thousands of head of, of different kind of uh, livestock. Uh, if you read some of the things about him throughout the book, you'll find that he was a compassionate person. Uh, he was just a great person in every way that you could think of. But that greatness was, uh, was solidified. It was founded in the fact that he feared God, that he loved God, and that he shunned, he hated evil. But Satan sent a storm into Job's life. Sometimes Satan comes into our lives in, in a gentle breeze. And sometimes he comes into our lives in a storm. Well, he came in a storm here. Job got the word that uh, uh, from various ones that came to him that all of his livestock had been taken away. He had lost all of his camels. He had lost all of his sheep. He had, uh, he had lost all of, uh, uh, of uh, uh, the various assets that, that he had. Uh, and uh, this was quite a tragedy to him. This was quite a storm in his, in his life. This would have shaken us to the core, wouldn't it? He had nothing but his health. And yet in spite of that, uh, he had a very positive attitude. He, he was one who had a great faith in God, and, and because of that faith in, in God, he was, he was able to stand the storm. Because he really knew that there was going to be a good outcome somewhere down the way. You see, that was his hope. That was his hope. Oh, I recognize the verse that we read a moment ago uh, showed maybe a little bit of doubt at that particular moment. But Job recognized that God was going to be on his side. He recognized that God was going to be with him. And what did he say in that? Well, Job 1 in verse 21, he said, Naked came I from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's a pretty profound statement. That's a pretty profound expression of faith. That's a pretty sound, sound uh, expression of hope. Barry spoke to us this morning about faith. And if you noticed in, in the lesson that he presented to us, hope and faith were tied together. And he mentioned several times about that connection, you see. For without, uh, without faith, there's going to be no hope. So Job was a man of faith. He didn't understand why God did what He did to him. He didn't understand why all of this was happening to him here. But he still trusted God. But you know, his problems weren't over. His problems weren't over. He then lost his health. He lost his health. He was stricken from head to toe with boils. 
And he sat sometimes with a, with a piece of broken pottery and would scrape those. Can you imagine that? Yeah, a storm had really hit now, hadn't it? Maybe someone would term this one a tornado. Job remained a man of hope. He remained a man of faith. He even rebuked uh, those that spoke out. His wife, you know, she, she wasn't as solid as Job was. She told him, said, don't you curse God and die. Job told her she was speaking as a foolish woman. I don't know how long Job had to endure this situation. But God was with Job more in his time of trouble than he was in his time of prosperity. And in the end of the story, Job had twice as many head of cattle as he had previously had. He had twice the numbers of sons and daughters. God blessed him immensely. You see, Job had reason for hope because God was going to be with him in his storms. God was going to be with him in his troubles. God was going to be with him in his heartaches that he had. And I think that story is an encouraging story for us today because I think it helps us to understand that God will be with us in our storms today. That God will be with us uh, when uh, uh, the gentle breezes blow in our lives that oftentimes try to get us off course. And so I want to talk just for just a few minutes about that. You see, Satan is very crafty. Satan's very shrewd in the things that he does. And Satan's going to always be there trying to, as it were, blow us off course in life. That's why we need the anchor for the soul. I don't know how many times you've been out in a boat, and maybe if you're a fisherman, you're trying to fish a certain spot, and you realize that even a gentle breeze is going to blow you off of the spot you want to fish so many times you drop out the anchor but Satan's blowing in our lives in a gentle breeze all the time we don't usually talk about this and we don't usually think about this but Satan is blowing in a gentle breeze and we see it on the TV screen Uh, we see it on our cell phone Uh, We see it many times in the friends that we choose to have in life today. Uh, We see it in the immodest dress that is so prevalent around us today. You see, Satan is putting those things in front of us in a very gentle way. And maybe sometimes even without us perceiving it, We're born off course, spiritually speaking. And so we need the hope. We need the hope, the assurance that God is going to keep His promises. That God's going to do what He said, both positive and negative. God is a merciful God, but God is a fearful God. And so we need to recognize the great need that we have for understanding God's Word, faith 
that Barry spoke about a while ago. We need that faith. But we need the assurance that God is going to do what He's told us in those words of faith that we acquire through a study of God's Word. But then many times Satan sends the storms in life, doesn't he? He sends the storms in life and it becomes very difficult for us to understand why me? Why this in my life today? The storm may come in the the form of a troubled marriage. The storm may come in the form of a tremendous financial burden that we can't meet our obligations. Uh, The storm may come in a major health issue. Or the storm may come with our children and the problems that they oftentimes find themselves in. The storms are going to come in life today. And it's so important that you and I have an anchor for the soul. It's so important that we have an anchor for our spiritual life to hold us on course even when the storms come. It's so easy for people to blame God when the storms come in life. It's so common for people to blame God. But God is not to blame. God, in fact, is more more present in your life then than even when things are going well. We need to recognize, we need to recognize that, that God is there. He's he's always there to keep the promises that He has made to us. Sometimes that's difficult, isn't it? You know, I suppose that Job, in fact, I don't have to suppose that. I can read the book. And, and I, I can tell that, that Job had a lot of questions as he endured these storms in his life. He did ask the question where God was during that. He did have doubts as to whether God was present in his life. And he expressed that. He later repented of that uh, in, in the end. Uh, but uh, those are difficult times in life. And every one of us, every one of us here face those difficulties, don't we? It's real. It's real. Uh, We all have problems that, that we face day by day. But thanks be to God, we have an anchor for the soul. And that's hope that we have. The assurance, the assurance that God is going to keep every promise that He has made to us. Oh, yes. That, that promise we talked about a while ago of, of Him coming back to take us home, that, that's, that's the ultimate. That's the ultimate. But we need hope in this life, don't we? And we can be assured that, that, that God gives us that hope. Uh, there are many passages in the Bible that help us to understand, understand uh, the, that, that, that God has promised to us. Uh, you could uh, you could you could find hope in, in well you can find hope in everything that's in God's word. You can find hope in uh, uh, the uh, 
the, the, the reading of God's Word as, as we live day by day. But I want to close with just a few verses that maybe help us to understand uh, understand why, why we have hope in this life today. In Joshua, the first chapter, verse 9, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Think about that. God's going to be with us wherever we go. Wherever the storms are in our lives, God's going to be there. God's going to keep His promise unto us. He's, he's, not, going to, he's not going to make a statement and then back down on it. He's not going to make a statement and, and give up hope and cause us to give up hope in our life because He hasn't kept it. Another verse, I think I've got them out of order here, but Deuteronomy 31 verse 8, The Lord Himself goes before you and will be with you. And listen to the last part of it. And He will never leave you nor forsake you. You may be in a storm in your life today, but you can be assured that God's there. You can be assured that God's there. That's the hope that we have. That's the hope that we have. And knowing that the outcome is going to be positive uh, in the end, that God's going to be there until the very end, and God is going to keep His promises that He's made unto us. 1 Peter 5 and verse 7, Cast all of your anxieties or cast all of your cares on Him, for He careth for you. Many times when the storms come, we try to solve all the problems ourselves. The creator of this universe, the one that spoke and the worlds were formed, has promised me today that he'll be with me in all of my problems of life. He's promised me that he'll be with me when the troubled marriage comes. He's promised me that he'll be with me as I carry the financial burdens. He's promised me that he'll be there whenever the gentle breezes blow to try to blow us off course. God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. You need to make that an anchor in your life today. For that is the hope that we have in God. That is the hope that we have in Christ Jesus today. Another passage, Matthew 28, verse 20. The Great Commission. God had told them to go out and teach His Word, baptizing people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But verse 20 says, Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and surely I will be with you even to the end of the ages. Doesn't it mean something that God's always with me? That's the hope that I have. The hope that He will keep His promises, that He'll be there un unto the very end, no matter what the storms are, no matter what uh, the winds might be blowing into my life. And then I think Romans the 8th chapter in verse 28 probably 
sums it up better than any that we could have. How the how the hope how our hope is our anchor today. He said, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those that love Him, and have been called according to His promise. Look at that very carefully. That in all things, God works for the good of those that love Him. You love God today, don't you? I know you do. God has promised you that He's going to make everything work for your good in life. Now, there'll be a lot of times I won't understand that. There'll be a lot of things that happen that I won't understand. Job didn't understand what was happening to him. He didn't have any idea why these things had come upon him. But in the end, God made it work for good, didn't he? God's promised you that he'll make everything work for good in your life. Oh, you may look on them as great problems. You may look on them as even tragedies. You may look on them as very bad storms. But God's working to bring good out of them. That's the hope that we have today. That's the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. When we have our faith, when we are obedient unto God's Word, we can be assured that God's going to keep His promise. Yes, one day He's coming back to take us home to live with Him forever. But today we can be assured that He's watching over me as I live my life. He's taking care of me in my problems, in my heartaches, in the sorrows that I have. And He's working things such that one day it'll all be good. Hope is an anchor for the soul. It's our defense against Satan today with his various tricks, his various actions of getting us off course as children of God. You may be here today not a child of God. A lot of problems in life. A lot of troubles in life. But you're on your own with your troubles. Why not today surrender your souls to Jesus Christ? Why not be baptized into Jesus Christ? Baptized for the remission of sins that you may have all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. Hope is an anchor for the soul. If you have needs today, would you not come as we stand together and sing?